Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak Bierman. Talk about. I have a Jolly Rancher in my mouth. Cash just gave me one of his. That his nanny gave to him, and Croy told me like you cannot be making weird noises. You're going to be like, it's going to irritate people. I'm like, I'm an adult. I can put it in my cheek. So we'll see how long she remembers that it's in her mouth before we start. <laughs> right, you guys. I am late on this podcast because for the last four and a half days, I've had a screaming fever. I've only had a fever like twice in my life. Um, one was last year when I was throwing up, which I think I've only thrown up twice in my life. And then when I was younger, but I just don't get fevers. Um, so I didn't even know what I was feeling, but I went to, I went to the doctor on Saturday, got an antibiotic, got the Z pack, which I love so much and got the Z pack. My fever finally broke this morning. Um, so I'm back up and running miserable for four days, miserable. And of all the weekends in the world to have a fever super bowl weekend yep when i'm invited to the rolling stones party after like ah, hello i have my own second one you're invited to the first one right that was just jen the first one jen hobby from star 94 invited me to the giving back fundraiser big game big give which was like a huge honor black eyed peas performed Ludacris was hosting it like huge so excited. Do you guys know that I had a screaming fever? It kind of went down a little bit. I started my antibiotic. I got my hair done, makeup done, dress on, shoes on. And Corey's like, I don't think, I don't think you're going to make it. And I was like, I don't think I am either. So this was like at eight o'clock Saturday night. I tried so hard to go to these events. I mean, it took all you had to get to where you were right before we were supposed to walk out the door. It took all you had. Like to get dressed, to sit there, get yeah. your makeup done. It was hell. It took all you had. I said, hell. you have no idea what you're about to walk into that night. You're like, oh, I can do it. I, I said, Kim, I said, we, we, we don't know about parking. I said, we're probably going to have to park our car somewhere else and maybe grab an Uber. I said, you're going to be in the back of a car sick as shit because the guy doesn't know how to drive. I said, you're going to have to deal with people. I said, you don't want to get so other people sick. There was so much press at the Rolling Stones party um, from People Magazine to, I mean, just you name it, they were there. And I was really excited to talk about Cab and the new season of Don't Be Tardy and yeah. just all these good things. And yeah. and that's when I thought to myself, you know what? You're not funny right now. You're not bubbly. You're, quite frankly, you don't look that hot. Okay, your face is pretty puffy well, you and look swollen. Hot, but... Oh, not quite. Yeah. Uh, so I just looked at Corey and I said, I just don't think I can do it. And Brielle was waiting on me. And she's like, what? 
you're dressed. What do you mean you're not coming? I'm like, I can't come. So she's like, I know you don't feel good. So I was mad, frustrated, pissed, disappointed, um, so irritated. And, and then even yesterday, you know, I woke up with, with like a hundred, 101 fever or something and took Excedrin migraine because I had such a headache, kind of broke. And then it seemed like at three or four o'clock, I started with the whole thing again. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I was over it. My kids, cash yesterday, huh, cash? Yeah. 102 fever, uh, sick on the couch, face bright red. Uh, prior to that, it was Kai. Kai and I have been sit, had fevers for three days together. Um, if you guys watch my Snapchat, she's hilarious, but we were just in the bed together. She was getting me Gatorade and, uh, so sweet. I can't sit down or slow down. So I still got my makeup done two out of the four days um, because I had commitments and things to do. I can't sit still in my bed. I go nuts. I don't, I just I think can't. that prolonged the recovery process. So had you just freaking buckled down and rested for 72 hours. Well, one night I like fell asleep like, in the bed at like seven o'clock. Pumped you through, you know, should have pumped a bunch of water through you. I did. You I drank out the down, But you couldn't. But you couldn't do it. You well, the one night down. I did. Well, that's because well, I was saying, really fluids, bad. Yeah, you're yeah. good on the fluids, but you just got it. Like you just got to stay in the bed and just and just try to. Well, out. here's the other problem. Brielle's like, "Mom, I need an outfit. Like, what? Oh, oh my god, where's my clothes?" So I had to dress Brielle, and for all these events, Brielle. I think Brielle slept three hours the last five days. <laughs> She's been to every event, every party. I mean, she got home at six o'clock this morning. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that was everybody was pulling at me. Everybody needed something. Kaya's crying. I mean, you know, a mama's day is never done. So anyways, I'm up and f***ing running, and which I'm excited about. But anyhow, I wanted to tell you guys, too, uh, I love the Z-Pack. It always helps me whenever, you know, I've had strep in the past, and it really has helped me this time. But there's an EZC pack, literally just the letters. So... If anybody's not familiar, Z-Packs prescribed by a doctor are specifically designed to fight bacterial you know, infections or to fight bacteria, so strep or, or some other form of, of issue that's causing you to have congestion in your nose or some sort of sinus issue, anything bacteria. Z-Packs do not do anything if you have a virus, the flu or any other kind of stomach bug virus or just viruses. There's a few out there. So a company out there has created... Uh, they obviously kind of played off the Z-Pack because that's what people are familiar with. So if you're sick, go get a Z-Pack. But this is called the Easy c pack and it's got echinacea, zinc, and vitamin C. Obviously, the echinacea and the vitamin C give your immunity a, a massive boost to help fight off the virus. And then the zinc actually is proven to attack the virus. So it, it, it goes after the virus uh, and kills those those cells of the virus. So... Uh, it's five day pack, uh, super cool thing, and uh, we have found it to really be beneficial. Uh, even on top of a Z pack because it just gives you that extra boost. You can add it with it's just vitamins, echinacea, zinc, and vitamin C. You can add it with your antibiotic. You can right. add it with whatever. Uh, so whether you got a virus or a bacteria, it works. I both. probably would have drank poison to get over the fever, right. and just fever is just so annoying. I feel so good and I feel so thankful today between my back, honestly, and, and, um, and this, um, yeah, I'm ready for struggle. March. Been a little bit of struggle. I'm ready for March 1st, right. 2019. Okay. It's only we're making just, you stronger. We're going to start the new year. Okay. I'm not really feeling that right now, you but <laughs> March 1st, 2019 is how I'm going to start my new year because this has been some bullshit. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay. Cash, you ready to play some games with us? Yeah. Okay, get close All to right. that mic. Sit up. There we go. 
I'm going to ask you some, uh, I'm going to do, say, say a word. Gonna, it's called word association. We're going to say a word and you're going to tell us the first thing that pops up when I say the word. Just one thing. Okay. okay. First thought. So if I say lip gloss, you could think of the color pink. Or if I say. Let's try. Okay. Okay. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> purple. Um, Purple flower. Oh, flower. Great. A great cow. <laughs> a great cow. <laughs> fun. A fun kitty. A fun kitty. Yellow. A yellow banana. A banana. Sweet. A sweet apple. Oh. oh pretty. Apples. A pretty person. Oh. Who's that pretty person? If you don't. No, oh, you're so <laughs> sweet, Cash. Points. <laughs> Cash is going to be, I mean. Mm, the cutest. Ladies will definitely love you. Fast. A fast horse. Oh, a horse. Happy. A happy person. Oh. Sin. Uh, what do you think of when you think of sin? Sin is brown. He's brown, okay. He's what about pale. king? King is black. What he about is. sailor? Sailor is tan. He is tan. What about daddy? Daddy is funny. I'm funny? Sometimes. Yes. Huh? Okay. Next thing I'm going to do is ask you some questions and tell me what you think. So who do you think cleans the house the most? Jenny. Get close to the... Jenny. Oh, our housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> she, she doesn't... Uh, she's not a participant in this. So who's next? Who, who else cleans out of the family the most? Get close to the mic. Mm. Who cleans the house the most? Mommy? Probably Dad. Think? Oh my god. I'm a little OCD. Who's your favorite who's your favorite dog? Sin. Um who do you think is the funniest in the house? Dad. <laughs> who's your favorite sibling? Uh dad. <laughs> no, that's your daddy. What about your brothers and sisters out of all of them? KJ. Yeah, your best buddies. Your favorite toy? Um, a car. My car. Favorite cool. candy. Jolly Ranchers. Oh. Your favorite meal. Chicken. Chicken nuggets, macaroni and cheese. Can't forget about that macaroni and cheese. Yes, I for about five days a week, yes, for macaroni and cheese. I <laughs> ate macaroni and cheese about seven days a week <laughs> when I was pregnant <laughs> with him, which is funny. Your favorite sport? Football. There you go. Your favorite thing to do? Play with KJ. Cool. Do you have any questions, Daddy? No, that's so fun. Well, you're so, so fun. cute, Cash. Do you want to tell anybody anything? No. You want to tell them how amazing you are? You're the sweetest boy, the best snuggler in the whole wide world. I'm glad you're home from school today with me so we can snuggle. What's your favorite movie? The Alien Invasion. Alien Invasion. We were just watching that this weekend. What's your favorite kind of car? The Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty comfy, isn't it? Um, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm, a football player. You think? No baseball? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. How many kids do you want to have? Eleven. Eleven. Yes. Do it for me, Cash, please. <laughs> Lucky number eleven. All right, Cash. Well, we really appreciate you joining us. We're, you can stay out throughout this whole podcast, okay? Because there's nothing crazy that we're going to be talking about. So exciting. Yeah, so just chill with us. You guys, I spoke to you about Caldrea last week. It's a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with delectable scents, making caring for ourselves and our home a beautiful, beautiful experience. Caldrea 
has a line of hand care products, including both hand soaps and moisturizing lotions that are incredibly effective, thoughtfully formulated, and smells divine. You guys know I get headaches from so many scents, and the ginger pomelo and the basil blue sage are amazing. They smell fresh, they smell clean, and they last forever on your hands. Products use a combination of essential oils from flowers and herbs and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients. Clean effectively while allowing you to enjoy the luxurious fragrances. You guys can get free shipping on your orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and add wonders to your washing. We're going to do our positive segment, you guys. Evict that victim mentality is what we're going to be talking about. Cool. Keeping it positive. Enjoy, people. It's our positive segment. Turn that frown upside down. Now it is. There we go. Okay, well... We just Bizarre. did like a whole 25-minute podcast, and Croy was never recording. I don't know. So if I could reach around like his it's not microphone. My fault. It's, and- a, it's a technical mis- malfunction. I, I don't know what the hell happened. It's bizarre. It, it wouldn't do it. button. I hit it like three times. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys. So our positive <laughs> segment of Vic, that victim mentality, we're going to redo this all over again. So maybe there was something you're supposed to hear that we didn't already discuss. So how interesting. But too many people nowadays are living with a victim mentality. They're so focused on what they've been through, complaining about how unfair it was. They don't realize that they are dragging the pains of the past into the present. It's almost as though they get up each day and fill a big wheelbarrow, or I always refer to it as like a paint can kind of carrying around. You're holding it. Got a backpack on your back, a big old anchor you're dragging along. With junk from the past and bringing it into the new day. Let go of that stuff. Your past does not have to poison your future. You know, I think that's... That's a big thing for people. You know, I'm still bitter like from this past weekend that I wasn't able to go and spend time with Brielle and go to these Super Bowl parties and and do all these kind of fun things. And I'll be over it by noon today, you guys, I promise. But, um, you know, I'm certainly not going to let it weigh me down. You know, I definitely think that um, we all go through things that don't go, you know, in essence, our way. Just because you've been through some hurt and pain or perhaps one or more of your dreams has been shattered, that doesn't mean the universe doesn't have another plan for you. That's also the kicker. I've always been able to look at things from another angle or another side. Like, you know, Corey and I, when we were trying to find a house, um, we rented a house um, in Roswell, Georgia, and with the option to purchase it, we rented it for a year because we didn't know if Corey was going to stay with the Falcons. He had a big contract coming up. And so we wanted to rent and then be able to purchase a house. So we basically wanted to stay somewhere for a long time. So we found a house and that we were able to do that. We really loved. Um, but the, um, homeowners weren't the nicest and it just didn't work out. We put so much money into that house and decorating and all that stuff because uh, Croy knew kind of into that season that we would be signing again with the Falcons. So um, my point is, is I was pregnant with cash. KJ was 10 months old and we, they didn't give us any notice. We had to be out. They still haven't given us our $15,000 security deposit. I want that back. I'm pissed now, yeah. but anyways, they never gave us that money back. Um, but long story short, we had to find a place to live and we had, you know, 15,000 square feet worth of stuff. The only option that we had at this point was our townhouse. So we had my townhouse still, um, and we just had to get storage units, like 11,000 square feet of storage units, or, you know, and put all of our stuff in there. Um, and we moved back to the townhouse and just brought what we absolutely needed. And we had to look for houses. We looked for months. We want, I wanted a new house because I'm a germaphobe. I wanted a gated community. And that was really my only 
real requirements. Um, we couldn't find shit. There was nothing new. It was just so. Oh, yeah, it was. In, it was in that time of, the, of where the market had had not really turned around yet, and and so the 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 inventory on the market had been uh, severely picked through and picked over, and and nobody was building new because uh, it just hadn't really. It wasn't on the upswing yet. It was starting. But it definitely was not in. Yeah, there was to, no available house. I mean, yeah, it was it just, just not an it option. It was a very difficult so, process for us. Right. Um, so, Brielle loves to look at houses and stuff. And one day she's like, Mom, why don't you look at this house? And I was like, It's a, you know, it's a million dollars. Like, we, I, meaning I needed, I wanted way more space than what a million dollars in Georgia well, would give and, you. And the records showed something showed completely that it different. Was, that it was, yeah, exactly yeah. right. So I'm like, Oh, Brielle, I don't want to go see it. But I said, Well, we'll go see it after we go see Croy up at the, at the facility. So we went and we came to this house and I was like, oh my God, I wanted like a grand foyer. I wanted the Juliet balcony. I wanted a portico. I wanted a first floor floor pool. It had everything I wanted. It could have everything I wanted. It had been sitting here, you know, a part of the structure for a period of time, um, a couple years. It was a foreclosure. Um, and there was not a toilet, not a, no, it was just a there shell. Was, there was just a shell. There just was nothing to it. In fact, we even had to take out the pool that they had in and spend $150,000 taking that out because the pool was so fucked up that they actually put in, uh, or the concrete, I guess that they had poured uh, or whatever they yeah. had done it wrong. So anyways, there was really nothing here. Um, so we had to obviously build the whole house and everything inside of it. But I decide this is perfect. I want this house, right? What happens? Now, the house had literally been sitting here for like four years or something, three years at that point. There's four people that want this house at the same time. Yeah. So I said, Corey, I don't care. We're giving them full price and then some. Like, I don't care what we have to offer them. I just want to get, I want this house so bad. So Corey said, okay. We found out the second we were pulling up to give birth to cash into the hospital, we got the phone call from our real estate agent that said, guess what? You guys outbid everybody. You got the house. I was like, oh my God. It was like literally so perfect. Right. So my point is, is that I was so frustrated May, June, you know, July. I think we found the house in, in the beginning of July ish and we, yeah. and cash was born August 15th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, my point is, is that for like three months, I looked at so many houses. I just felt like, oh my God, my townhouse, I, I had Croy put AC units in every window in that place because I was so hot pregnant in the summer. We had no real space. It was just a shit show, but it worked. We're very thankful for that time in our life. And I'm even more thankful that we're not in that fucking house that we were in that we rented. Right. Because this house is 10 times better and makes me so happy. And well, I more, love everything. Yeah. So my point is, you guys, is I was really upset. I cried and cried and cried when these people just decided. Um, we offered these people $400,000 over the appraisal value of the home that we were renting because I wanted to stay in the house so bad and didn't want to move. And these assholes said no. Well, it just it made it made sense to us to make that offer just because of the the stress of moving and packing and and all those things. So there was some value to that for us. So we said, "Here, look, here's this," and you know they just they just said no. They were they were stuck on a price that was completely unrealistic and not what the market was, and and just totally uh, just you know just not not there. And so. We could have felt like victims. We could have said, you know, why is somebody doing this? This just just crazy. They're just, you know, this is, we're victims. You know, oh, poor us, poor me. And and we just we just had to 
we just had to grin and bear it, you know. And well, those people in the long run, you guys ended up getting two hundred thousand dollars less um, than what the appraised value was, which was six hundred thousand dollars less than what we offered him. So you're just a dumbass. Well, yeah, and so, but I think ultimately we go. Everybody's everybody has been faced with a situation where you are the victim of somebody somebody's either bad decision, bad choice, a victim of fate, you know, if just something went wrong. And so we, we get in these situations where you're just like, Oh, poor me. Or just like, why did this have to happen to me? And the focus is, is wrong. And and it's wrong in a, in a sense that when you're sitting there saying, why do these things happen to me? Why does this? Well, what are you speaking? You're speaking of the negative thing or you're speaking of the situation that you were a victim of. And when you're speaking that, you're creating more situations to be a victim of. A hundred percent. You have to process the emotion. Definitely, you know, go through if you're angry, you know, feel the anger because, you know, it's it sucks. It's bullshit. You know, it's all those things and and feel you know, the hurt and the disappointment and the anxiety and all those things. Process those, but then there's a tipping point where you have to say, look, I processed that. It's time to move on. It's time to shift my focus now back to the positive. Where am I going? Where do I want to go? I can't change it. I can't, I can't affect it. What can I learn from it? How can I use it to motivate me? How can I use it to not ever be there again? How can I not get in that situation again? Or how can I, I think that was avoid a, a big things? turning point for me. I mean, I cried and cried for days. You guys, I was so devastated. And on top of that, we were getting a hundred thousand dollar quotes to move out of the house. Yeah. The quotes were a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. And I'm companies. like, moving companies want to charge me a hundred thousand dollars and Croy couldn't move the house because it's football season you know well i guess not football season but camp and training and all that good stuff so on top of not only having to find a new place it was costing me a hundred thousand dollars to move out so and we put probably a hundred fifty thousand dollars into the house already it was just oh it was so terrible and i was pregnant so i was trying to stay calm and i remember having one really hard day i could see myself right now and Corey's like it's fine babe everything happens for a reason and when he said that to me i did want to choke him but it slowed me down i was like you know what you're right it and i swear to you kj was was about 12 months old or 11 months old when we moved out of that house and kj cried every night throughout the night he had like almost nightmare terror like Mm -hmm. horrible nightmares That night that we moved out of that house into the townhouse, KJ slept through the night and never once. For the first time in his life. For the first time in his life and never once. Um, we literally like thought something happened to him at, at that night. When I got up in the morning, KJ didn't wake up at all. And um, first time ever. And he slept through the night ever since. Yeah. So that house was just not good energy. Yeah. Um, well, and we wouldn't be here. Right, we wouldn't be in yeah. this home. We wouldn't be part of the baseball community we're part of. We wouldn't be part of the school, the school community could, we're yeah. part of. Like, no, it's so. My point is, you guys, is I for 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 a, a while, a minute, a hot ass minute, and each day that we would go around looking at houses, and each day that I would pull up to something that I definitely knew I didn't want to live in, I would get even more discouraged and frustrated. But I'd say, you know what? It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. At some point, I knew that we were going to find the perfect house, like. I didn't even know it was going to be this perfect, to be honest with you, but it's this perfect. Right. The only thing is, is that we weren't, we didn't build for twins, right. um, cause we didn't know we were going to have twins. We knew we were going to have one more child. Uh, we didn't know we were having two. So, so we, we, anyway. and, and literally we lived on top of each other for 15 months. Literally. On top of each other. Literally. But- it just was, it was fun. We made and an I filmed during, out of it. I yeah. filmed during all of that. And oh my God, what is, we had clothes in the freaking foyer and yeah. 
You guys, I am obsessed with Hammett. They have the most perfect handbags that embody both fashion and functionality. They search for the world's softest leather and most durable hardware, combining them to create a fresh design that makes everyday life a little bit easier and a whole lot more polished. Every bag or wallet is crafted with intention. From reversibility to removable straps and cell phone pockets, they design with detail that surprises and just makes me incredibly happy. You don't have to worry about their zippers breaking. They're extremely good quality. But just in case, they're wearable for a ton of different occasions when the time comes from either day to night, festivals, weddings, etc. A style for every taste and purpose, whether you want a work tote or a mini cross bag for errands. The product is available on Hammett.com. That's H-A-M-M-I-T-T.com. Chat their team and mention you heard about Hammett on our podcast, and they'll include a complimentary gift with your order. And let me tell you, they give incredible gifts like leather card holders and pouches that you can actually use every single day. And now back to House of Kim. But anyways, you guys, you know... um, the past is just that. You can't undo anything that's happened to you in the past. You can't relive one moment in the past, but you can do something about it right now. Your attitude should be, I refuse to dwell on negative things that have happened to me. I'm not going to think about all that I've lost. I'm not going to focus on what could have been or should have been. I am not, I'm going to draw a, the line in the sand. This is a new day and I'm going to start moving forward knowing that the universe has a brighter future in store for me. If you do that, God or the universe will give you a new beginning. In the Old Testament, when the people were going through mourning or some kind of loss, they marked their foreheads with ashes to signify their sorrow. This type of mourning was permissible and expected. Interestingly enough, God's people were allowed to grieve for a certain period of time. Then God told them to get up and get going with their lives. It's the same thing with us. When we go through some sort of loss or disappointment, you know, the universe or God doesn't expect us to be emotionless. It's okay to go through a time of grieving, but don't allow yourself to live there. Don't let that season of mourning turn into a lifestyle of mourning, living a sour negative life, going around with a chip on your shoulder. When we do that, we're holding on to the ashes. I mean, if I just stayed in this morning of moving back to the townhouse, which really necessarily wasn't the issue, the issue more of moving and, you know, the dead of summer heat um, and having to, you know, move out of a house that we had spent so much money decorating and all that stuff. Had I just stayed in that, um, I, I don't know that we would have ever found this house. You would have created more situations to mourn over, unfortunately. And, and you would have not created what we have created today, you know? So, you have to shift again. You have to shift your focus out of those negative feelings. You know, negative feelings being disappointment, resentment, anger, frustration, uh, being a victim. You know, obviously, great examples is New Orleans. You know, bad call. They feel like they should be in the Super Bowl. Should have been in the Super Bowl. Obviously, we don't know what would have happened uh, right. if that play had you know had been called, and they probably would have scored, and that would have been the game, and they probably would have maybe made it, but. Ultimately, they can't allow that to affect the upcoming potential Super Bowls they can be in. And, and as a team, that's crucial. As fans, you don't want that to change the experience and change the support and all those things. It's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a living organism, you know, fan bases are that follow their teams and, and those really help teams get through tough times of the seasons and, you know, affect the opponent when they're in their home field advantage. And so it's crucial that, that, as a as a community that they they have to let that go they they you know and they can't change it you got to live you got to learn from it got to you got to move on and keep your focus on the future 100%. and not on the on the past and what negative things you can pull 
or or are causing you to be stuck. A lot of people are like, man, why why isn't things just working out for me? Or why why can't I just I just want things to go my way? Well, maybe if you if you if you take a little bit of self awareness time and become aware of of what you're feeling, my guess is that you're probably pulling from things that you felt you're a victim of from the past. That's just a hundred percent. Many people you. go through tough times, you know, things haven't gone their way. And instead of shaking off the disappointments, you basically just sit down in the ashes, ashes of defeat, n- never expecting anything good. You know, you just get stuck, right. you know, and you just don't expect anything good to happen. I think we've all, and we do have people around us that are negative all f-ing time. Well, yeah, and, and unfortunately, too, maybe they're not negative in, in, as a whole, but everybody has bad days, right? And so, 100%. so That's not, I'm, yeah, yeah, 100%. so, so, but you, somebody else having a bad day can affect you and pull you down or, or make your, you know, your bright morning turn gloomy. Uh, if you're not aware of that and, and what's going on and what your surroundings are. Big hundred percent. Are you guys sitting in some ashes today? Are you still sour because you didn't get that promotion a couple years ago? Is your attitude negative because you weren't able to buy that house or car you really wanted? Are you bitter because your relationship didn't work out? Or are you angry because you were treated abusively as you were growing up? Quit mourning over something that's already over and done. You've got to shake yourself out of that victim mentality and start having a victor mentality. This is a new day. Your future can start right now. It doesn't matter what you've been through or how somebody has treated you. The universe wants to turn all of that around. You need to get a new fire. Nobody can do this for you. I can encourage you. Your friends can cheer you on, but it's not going to do any good until you put your foot down and make a decision that you will no longer live as a prisoner to your past. Say something like this. I have been mistreated. I may have gotten the short end of the stick, but I'm not going to sit around in self-pity. I'm going to keep a smile on my face and hold my head high. I know God's going to make it up to me. I know God's going to bring joy for my morning. Develop that victor mentality. Let's hope let hope fill your heart, then things will begin to improve. Many people give up too easily sitting in the ashes of defeat, mourning over what they've been through, bitter because a dream didn't work out, angry because their loved one didn't get healed. Let's look at Tom Brady for a second because, you know, congrats to Tom Brady. What is it, six he won? Yeah, yep, six, six Super Bowls. Now, let me tell you something. Some people, Croy, never make it to the Super Bowl when they play in the NFL. Croy played for eight years, nine years, eight years. That's everybody's dream, right? Is to go to the Super Bowl. Some teams haven't made it in a gazillion years. Some teams you know? have never made it, or, or they've. I don't know if there's a team that's never made it. There's some teams that have never won it. Yes, we're living in 100%. the city that has never won it. So here's Tom Brady, right? It's funny when the game started last night. You know, when you actually look at Tom Brady and what's the quarterback of the other team, Jared Goff, and you, you kind of look at their faces and you can you can read the fear in their eyes. You can see fear. You can see peace. You can see excitement. You can see a lot. Right. Confusion. You know. Yeah, just we definitely almost kind of starstruck. The Patriots were going to probably win just by the looks of some of the people's faces. Right. Um. And you know, Tom Brady. Instead of saying, like, I can't imagine winning another Super Bowl, I've already won five. He said, F- that. I could do that again. Right. Well, and I think, again. I think an even greater example for what we're talking about today is. You don't 18, think that's a great example? 18 years ago, he was drafted in the seventh round. The seventh wow. round. I didn't know. Not that. the first round, not the second, not the third, not the fourth. The seventh round. He, that, he, that was a defining moment for a person who said, he could have said, man, the seventh, you know, this is, this just sucks. I, you know, 
I'm a victim of being drafted in a low round. I'm not going to have any opportunities. It's going to be a sh- uphill battle. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Nope. It was, it, there was, there was a, there was a defining moment where he said, look, here's my opportunity. This is my, this is all I needed. I needed an opportunity to get there. And it's a really cool story. Day one, he walked, he, he walked into the building and he passed, I believe, it might have been the owner, uh, Mr. Kraft. He passed him and he just, and, and he reached out his hand. He knew who he was and he said, you know, Mr. Kraft, I'm Tom Brady. Uh, you, you probably don't even know who I am. I don't even know if you know that I was drafted in the seventh round, but I'm going to be the best decision you ever made in your entire life. And or it might, it might have been the head coach. It might have been Bill Belichick. Uh, but so he, he, he spoke what he wanted. He believed it to the core of his body into the core of his soul that he was meant to be there and be great. And that was his opportunity instead of, instead of being a victim. I, I want, has there ever been an interview with his parents? I would love. To oh see yeah. There's how, you know, hundreds of, of interviews and, I would and, love to and see his, some. you know, his competitive side and, and just how he, I mean, just who he is as a person. And he's obviously a very special person and, and has a very special, Mindset I would say he has a direct soul. line to God. Um, but you know, he, he could have been a victim and, and that could have, to- we could have never even known who Tom Brady was as, as a country and as a world and as, and as just a, a, a people. We could have, 100%. there could have, you know, but he, he took control of his future, knew what he wanted and, and with just direct thought and awareness and, and hard work and sticking to, you know, your dedication to something so much that he's he's the greatest football player ever at this point. It's insane. He, literally, he is. You know, nobody. He married like the top supermodel. So right. not only is he like a top player, he married a top supermodel right. in the world, right. Giselle. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just he's a good example. And you know, Corey and I talk about we know some people that are that are athletes that are just assholes. They're just flat out assholes. They're arrogant as. F- they're unappreciative they don't work hard they're just you know they're gifted and they take it to their advantage and they're just it's a joke like people would die to be in this position and these people are just you know it's just not good people and uh you know we kind of joke we don't know tom brady personally but um you know just the way he interacts with his teammates and his players and i just i firmly believe that that tom brady is where he is today based on how he lives his life and how he treats people 100 and and i guarantee you know He's probably been wronged. He's probably, you know, somebody's usually blamed what happens. for it something. It tends to push or, you into like overdrive. Right, when right. You're so he's he's used every situation where he's been a quote unquote victim of something where he could have been, oh, I'm a victim. F*** that. I'm going to use this. I've been burned. I'm going to remember this feeling and I'm never going to feel this again. And this is going to push me to go farther. This is going to push me in the direction that I want to go. This is going to be my fuel, my motivation where I want to go because I definitely don't want to be there again. I don't want to feel that loss. I don't want to be here and be the second best team, you know, and those have pushed him to be great, you know? Yeah, it's just pretty nuts. Who else has tried FabFitFun? If you don't already know about it, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. Their winter editor's box, you guys, is epic. It has products like a knit throw from Mark and Graham, an exfoliating scrum from Kate Somerville, ceramic bowls, 
that I'm obsessed with from Pier 1, and that's just the beginning of it. Don't miss out because they sell out super fast. You guys, this is an awesome gift to give anyone, especially the girl that has everything. Check out fabfitfun.com and use code Kim so that you can save 40% off your first box, you guys, making only $29.99. These boxes, you guys, have a value of over $200, and this is the lowest I've ever seen it, so hurry before they sell out. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use code Kim. If you guys have made mistakes, the good news is you don't have to stay there. Today can be a turning point. The universe has a very bright future still for you. You know, God wants you to take those negative experiences and use them to your advantage. Um, if you dare to do your part and rise up out of those ashes, when you get up each morning, shake off the ashes of yesterday's discouragements and disappointments. Let your attitude be, I'm forgetting what lies behind and I'm pressing forward. In other words, I'm throwing away my rearview mirror. I'm not looking back anymore. I'm not looking to the left or to the right. I'm looking straight ahead. I'm pressing forward, knowing that the universe has good things in store for me. If you will do that, I can guarantee you that the universe will give you joy for your morning. Yeah. I mean, truly, that victim mentality, you know, shit happens to all of us. Right. It just does. It's not, it just, you know, is inevitable. And, and my mom's a good example of that. You know, uh, I'm 40 years old. It took me till I was 35 to finally just connect and just sever that relationship indefinitely. And I'm totally at peace with that now. But, at the, you know, I did never, I never went around, you know, taking, oh, she did this to me today. I cried. There was painful moments, but I never filled up that paint can and continued to carry it around with me. Maybe because I had Brielle at 19 and I was a parent and a mom myself. Instead of filling up this paint can and being so bitter, like my mom is so bitter as a person, um, you know, I just said, I'm not going to be that kind of mom. I'm going to be a way better mom because I could never comprehend how my mom could do what she did to me. I would never be able to do that to, to my kids. So I use that all kind of as an experience, like what I, what I, definitely don't want to do. Right. Um, but I certainly, as something like that, 35 years of, you know, probably 30 of which I remember, yeah, there was great highlights of my childhood and there were some that were really shitty. Um, so you, you just can't let that shit weigh you down. Right. You just well, can't. One last way to look at it too is, is the victim mentality is a mentality that is not going to allow you to be a leader in your community or even a leader of yourself. You're, you're, if right. you're being a victim, if you're, if you have the mentality of, of victim and poor me and, and, oh, you know, all this victim is, you know, victimized, then you're allowing everybody else who victimized you to drive your bus because they're in control of your emotions. They're in control of, of your thoughts and, and they're, they're the ones weighing you down. So you can't lead, you can't lead yourself and you're, and you're not, uh, you're definitely not going to be heading in the direction that you, want to be going you're heading in the direction that they're taking you in so lead yourself get out of the, get out of that victim mentality take control of your bus and drive your bus in the direction you want to go and fill it with people that are going to help you direct you where you want to go no totally i mean i i, I definitely uh yeah, get up and let's get moving. Let's have this positive attitude. Shift it today. Start this week off right. Um, we're going to go to our golden nugget really quickly, which is kind of a funny golden nugget. It's not a beauty tip. It's kind of something funny. It's the golden nugget. You win. We have King. He is in like a playpen area in the kitchen because he needs a lot of attention. It's like a, having a, f a newborn a baby. baby. Got to potty like, train him. He's like, a, but he's like cries like a newborn baby yeah. for Brielle. He uh -huh. loves her. He is very animated. You say no, and he knows that he's not supposed to be tearing up his pads. Yeah. 
But Croy, um, very organized OCD as to the extreme, um, you know, cleans up his playpen area every day, organizes it, bleaches it, blah, 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 blah. And when we got King, he would tear these pads to shreds. Well, yeah. If anybody has ever had a pet, a puppy, a dog, uh, you know that as you're, as you're house training them and as a puppy, you put down uh, pee pads, newspaper, whatever, because you just, you know, they're going to have accidents. They're going to, they're going to poop and pee on your floor and it's just frustrating. So once you realize that, then you, then you put the stuff down and, you know, let's just say you go to bed and, and you wake up in the morning and you know that there's going to be a mess there on the pad and you're just going to wad it up and throw it away. It never happens that way because they play in the middle of the night, 4 a.m. They want to be rolling around. They're chewing on the paper. They're ripping up the pads. And so when you get up in the morning, the poop's on the floor that the pad was supposed to be covering. The pad just chewed to shreds. And you're just like, what in the frick? Like, this makes no sense. What's the point of the pad? It's just pointless. Well, I got a trick. What you do is you take the pad or the newspaper or whatever that you're going to do. And blue painter's tape is designed to stick without damaging uh, walls, paint, floors. It works great. Just take the blue painter's tape, the nice little two-inch thick one, right? nice and thick, and tape the edges down. Keeps the pad in place. Yep. They poop on it. They pee on it. And you can actually roll it up, throw it out, and, and you don't have to wash moving. the floor. Yep. Keep it moving. Yeah. And if they shit, sometimes you can just pick it up and throw it in the garbage and leave the pad down if they don't get it all right. soiled. Yep. I just, um, I'm laughing because this is the front page of the New Orleans paper this morning. Oh, God. Petty as shit. It says Super Bowl. What Super Bowl? And the fucking front of the newspaper is yeah. blank. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do find that petty as shit, but very funny. Right. Like, that's just that's kind of comical. That is amazing. I mean, the world is a funny place. I do enjoy and find humor in things like that. You know, why not? What the hell? So yes, blue painters tape. Okay, you guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of House of Kim. Don't forget Cab launching this Wednesday, February 6th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You guys have a great week. Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Beerman. Catch new episodes weekly exclusively on podcastone.com, on the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review.